Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host, Christian. Join with me are my co-host, Ian. Hey, what's up, guys? And Joseph. Hello. As we mentioned earlier, Jay Hugh is out this week. Kaka. Yeah, there we go. I had to get <laughs> in. in heaven. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> May he rest in peace. This week, kind of in honor of Veterans Day, which was on Monday, we are discussing war movies. Which is a wide-ranging genre. There were so many. Way, way more than I thought once I started like really reading yeah, on yeah. it. Um, so we're trying to rein it in a tad. We'll try know, our best. And uh, talk mostly about U.S. war movies, but it could get, as always, on tangents. So bear and with it's us. a genre that's been around forever. Yep. When I say Literally funny, since the dawn of film. Since the dawn of film. And really picked up after World War II. <laughs> yeah. We got that's, a shit ton war of War movies stuff. are fun. Um, off the top, we want to talk about a couple that we haven't seen that so, we know we're sure yeah, so yeah, th- things that you expect to be on these lists that we're not going to talk about because we have absolute like I, we usually don't have much authority to talk about we literally have no authority and these are like classic about. movies that yeah. people love so platoon none of us have seen it hashtag real phonies yep uh deer hunter <laughs> the thin red line yep casablanca bridge over the river kwai yep yeah. uh midway um yeah. some and all those other old ones too. Tora, the Tora, new midway Tora. and the old midway so those right there, I'm sure they're great. Um, I'm actually making note to get to them, but we're not going to talk about them now. So yep. I got to mention other ones that hurt to mention since oh. he's not here. Go. Uh, Dirty Dozen. Yep. He loves it. Guns of the Navarone. He loves it. Uh, and From Here to Eternity. I think he loves it. He loves all of them. Hurt, you're with us in spirit. <laughs> so how do you want to structure? Look, I, you know, I don't even want to save it for closing because it's Veterans Day and it's the show that it's the movie that plays on every channel all day. Uh, Saving Private Ryan is kind of the benchmark. Yep, certainly. Uh, I think a lot of people would argue probably the best war movie of all time. I would disagree with that statement. Oh, I want to know, but a little tease um, there. It's it, it's to me the most patriotic movie of all time. <laughs> it's, it's just it's very patriotic. It's incredible. I mean, I love everything about that movie. I, it's just, I love all the different missions they do throughout the day, like Storm in the Pillbox, and then, like, uh, that end scene where Tom Hanks whoops out his pistol. Uh-huh. I mean, that movie just has so many iconic moments. Even past that, the storming in Normandy on the beach. Like, that That's the best shot. That, see, and I, I like so much more other than that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, Vin Diesel with the sniper, the sniper off. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? With Vin Diesel hurt in the center. And uh, it's, just, it's just a great movie, top to bottom. That dude who was in Lost, who doesn't know what FUBAR means. Yep. Jeffrey uh, Wright Davis. Is that his... Jeffrey Davies, or Jeremy Davies. Jeremy Davies. Yeah. He was at Pensacon <laughs> last year. He's he was right. uh, He was um, the, the physicist who... Oh, like, yeah, yeah, he's he a, got the constant. Back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a great movie. I, I love this movie. It's just, Chad Long. But that, that, that storming in Normandy beach scene yeah. is... It, it may be the best 20 minutes of a war movie ever. See, I like the end where, like, they storm the town and they have all these, like, guerrilla defenses and, like, it just gets crazy, you know? And they were, like, taking socks and sticky bombs. Like, I, that, I love Call of Duty, too. It was, like, I played a lot of that game in college. And this is 100% the movie version of Call of Duty, too. Like, they're just... It just has so many iconic moments. Yeah. Action and moments. And, and it, Call of Duty, too, is the video game version of Saving Private. 100%, Yeah. <laughs> And it's, you know, it's just a, it's a fun cast of, of eclectic characters that you grow to love over the course of things. The, the sniper guy is super fucking cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When they have the Nazi in the hole and he's yeah. trying to sing the national anthem, it's great. Um, who's the guy? Also, he's this like, movie has everyone in it. Yeah, yeah Tom Hanks is in it. Vin Diesel. Who's his right-hand man, Tom Hanks? is. He's like the... The guy who's in every war movie Yeah, ever. I forget his name. Uh, he had a lot of personal problems. I can't think of it, but yeah. Um, who oh, else? What's his face? Uh, Brian Cranston's in this movie at the very beginning. He's one of the guys yep. that's yeah. 
I think he has one arm. Matt Damon, of course, as Private Ryan. Correct. Um, does great. Um, uh, fucking Nathan Fillion as the other Private Ryan. Yeah, uh, Vin true. Diesel, as we Paul mentioned. Giamatti. Paul oh, Giamatti. Yeah, Paul Giamatti. He's cool. He's like, isn't he? He's just another army lieutenant. Yeah, it's the guy they intersected the town with the sniper, I believe. <sighs> Tom Sizemore. Can't go too better. terribly long. I'm probably Ed lots, but I mean, we have to spend a little bit of Adam time on Goldberg. It yeah, I mean, Barry Pepper is the sniper. Giovanni Ribisi, Ted Danson. Ted Danson. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's wild the amount of people that are. The in this entire movie. list of IMDb people is yeah. actually in this movie. <laughs> Same one form Ryan or another. A credit the, 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 on every the whole IMDb page. internet movie database yep. is in this movie. It's better than Transformers. It is way better than Transformers. It's, I mean, I, I I would say top ten. For sure, for me. And, and if if it if it doesn't uh, if it doesn't bring a tear to your eye and a little America to your heart after watching it, I don't know if it's, you're human. It's better than Black Panther for people who listen. To this <laughs> Whoa, that's, that's, that's a big endorsement. <laughs> I mean, I'll just go down some of those. I, I wrote down a bunch of movies. Full Metal Jacket, great movie. I would say, oh man, I don't, that's Vietnam. Yeah, we we, yes, we, we could have broken this up by wars. We, any if it doesn't yeah. really matter. Any structure. So this is a, this is a Kubrick film. Yeah, Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. Um, this movie is kind of the life of a Marine in the Vietnam War. It's a strange movie. It's, it's like two movies. <laughs> yes. So one yes, thing that I would say that's phenomenal about this film, war movies are tough for me. It's, it's not a genre that I deeply love and it's not even a genre that I really enjoy watching them up, but it, I, I am a former military member. So I have a lot of connection with a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. And if you have any interest in knowing what boot camp is like that That's, is your best uh, like interpretation yeah. what's the uh, the guy's name who who's yelling all the time um, he just passed away Arlie Ermey Arlie Ermey yeah, yeah. Uh, he's incredible and a lot of that stuff he says to those people is just shit he made yeah up. absolutely shit he would say to actual marines and that's phenomenal i forgot it was uh, vincent d'onofrio yeah, yeah vincent d'onofrio's private, private pile, pile. Private yeah, pile. yeah. yeah. But I, the movie is really divided into two parts, like you talked about. There's the boot camp part, and then there's the part actually in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. I like the first part more than the second part. Everybody likes the first okay. part yeah, more yeah, than yeah. the second part. Yeah, I, I could see why if you had not gone through it. To me, it just gives me bad flashbacks. And uh, But, I mean, God, there's always a dude who you're afraid is going to kill himself. That's a very like real thing, and I don't know. It, that, that That is boot camp in a nutshell. <laughs> My favorite line in this movie, though, is the, um, the duality of man, sir. What? The duality of man, sir. Uh, that's great. I don't know. I love this film. I have it in 4K. I watch it a lot. I haven't seen this in a while, but yeah, it's one of those movies that's classic. If you haven't seen it, like it's not like anything else, really. And that's, I think that's one of the things that's confusing about it is the, especially the second half. It's definitely, there, there are definitely a lot of movies on this list that are, are kind of romanticizing the conflict, romanticizing the battle and the, all that kind of stuff. And this one does not do that. And, and, and the whole second half in Vietnam feels very, like, aimless. And and, and I, I think it's intentional. But oh, it's, yeah. it's also that's like, what the war was. I mean, yeah. a lot of people looked and, at but it. But yeah. it's, it's also, like, it, to me, it's hard to, like, get invested. It's like, what the fuck is, are we even doing? Like, what, what's the story here? I don't know how to describe it. But, yeah, it, it is unlike anything else, I think, on this list. Yeah, you know, you talk about the glorification of war sure. somewhat. Um, it's such a fine line because I think with these stories, most of the, and this, and this is where Full Metal Jacket can get it, can do what you're talking about where other ones cannot, is when you're talking about real people in real events, 
do you want to make those individuals seem like assholes? You know what I mean? Do, mm. you, do, you, do you want to try to tell it in a positive light? Because maybe a decisive military victory is necessary to end up, is the thing that ended up leading towards a peaceful resolution. And so, but that, that military victory was awful. It, what, what occurred during those moments is terrible. But it was a necessary thing or whatever to lead to it. So I feel like there's this, a lot of people on the outside look at it as a glorification or propaganda even. But I think you have to realize in those moments that, you know, you're talking about real human beings and real events. And you want to tell the story as, I guess, as positively and kind to those people as, as you can. Whereas in this film, since it's fictionalized people, but within a real setting, you do have the opportunity to be more direct to the point or the purpose of Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, there, this is what Jarhead wants to do with the invasion of Iraq. And does not. And it does yeah. not do it well. Um, the other great, Adam Baldwin is great in this movie, and Matthew Modine is great in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, big fan of both. Um, well, actually, that, that's that's a good transition into one that I'm not sure. I, I would be interested to hear if you feel like accomplishes a goal. I feel like does a similar thing of glorifying the soldier and not glorifying the institution. Uh, American Sniper. Yeah, I mean, Ameri- uh, American Sniper is tough because I think American Sniper is a well-made film. And, I, and look, Chris Kyle is a decorated and well-accomplished Navy SEAL. He does not need me fighting his battles for him. And he died trying to help people who suffered you know like chris kyle said and did some terrible things but he also realized he had a mental issue went and got help and then wanted to help people with the same mental issue and a person ended up killing him that's terribly sad yeah but that doesn't take away that the movie probably makes him out to be a little more positive than he probably deserved (laughs) i'm still saying better than transformers um, and I, I still think Chris Kyle's an American hero, but he was in a, he was a broken guy. Mm. And I don't know that the movie does a good enough job of showing how broken he actually was. Yeah. I like that movie, but I would agree with that. Like, cause I don't know the, the backstory, I guess, like, you know, mm-hmm. about him really, but you know, they showed him having some like drinking problems and a little yeah. marital strife, but they didn't, I didn't see like a broken guy from that movie. You yeah. know what I mean? But I, I thought the action scenes were cool with that. And the story was cool. Cause I had never heard of that before I had, you know, before mm-hmm. the movie came out. So I like that movie. Definitely better than Transformers. I do not like this movie. I think it's it's overproduced, poorly edited, and the performances aren't great. <laughs> now that's a review. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I, I appreciate, for, especially for a Clint Eastwood movie, there is like almost a take here. <laughs> and yeah. I, I appreciate that. Uh, but since since we started out a little heavy, we're going to go to movies that do have absolutely no subtlety. <laughs> uh, how about Lone Survivor? With Mark Wahlberg. Lone Survivor is... Have you guys read the book? No. No. I've read the book as well. So Um, so this one's got Marky Mark... uh, The guy who failed John Carter. Taylor Kitsch. Yeah, yeah, Taylor Kitsch. And uh, uh, Ben Foster. Yeah. Um, And one other guy. Ben Foster can get up into a military role. The kid from Speed Racer. Yes. Oh, shit. Emile Hirsch. Hirsch. He got Jack for this movie, too. They all did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're all playing Navy SEALs. Again, true story. Some guys getting stranded out inside of a village, and they thought there were 20... Taliban guys, and it turns out there were like 200 Taliban yeah, yeah. guys, and uh, only one of them, uh, Marcus, fuck, what is that guy's name? Marcus something, makes it out. Mm-hmm. Um, he was saved by, he was found by a young Afghani boy, who take his, him and his dad save him, hide him for a couple of days until he can be rescued by uh, U.S. forces. This movie is, it does not try anything, I don't think. No. 
this tries to be like Saving Private Ryan, but with none of the drama and none of the high caliber acting. It's a true story that actually happened. It looks cool, yeah. but there's no substance. This, this is this is. I mean, honestly, this is the movie I like Taylor Kitchen the most. Yeah, I, I remember liking this movie. It was a long, long time ago. I saw it. I I, I also <laughs> I think this movie is better than Transformers yeah. again. <laughs> The, the message of this movie is, fuck yeah, America. Yeah, I like those movies. But, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, I think it's pretty fun overall. One thing that's interesting about this movie is it is a war movie that takes place during wartime, but it is mostly a survival movie. For sure. Yeah. Um, it's just trying to make it out alive because the odds are definitely stacked against them. I don't get the fuck yeah America impression from this film because it isn't really in, like an asserting of dominance. Mm-hmm. It's the he opposite. Survives. It, yeah, it's him just trying to make it. And um, I don't know. It's just there's just not much to it. There's not Marcus Latrell. But oh, good call. Yeah. But all all the all four of the the main cast and I don't like like half of them are really good at this. Yeah. Movie. yeah I think yeah. the performances are, are really solid. I say all that. It's still better than Transformers. Yeah. It's yeah, better yeah, than yeah. Transformers. Definitely better than Transformers. Uh, another one with absolutely no subtlety, which we could also discuss whether it's better or worse than Transformers. Michael Bay's Pearl Harbor. I'm going oh. better than Transformers. 100 percent better than Transformers. <laughs> yeah. No. I. Uh, this is Ben Affleck at his finest. This is Titanic. In World is that War a II. high bar? Good <laughs> F, like at his highest. Yeah, I mean, he's been some good movies. I mean, he's he's been in <laughs> some good movies. <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 it's a ridiculous movie. Yeah, I mean, this movie really falls apart in that it wants to be Titanic. Like, yeah. it, in, it inserts that relationship. Um, and love triangle and all this drama. Also, when Josh Hartnett was a Josh thing. Hartnett yeah. and Josh Hartnett's not great. He's, he's not. He, he's less. He can't hold up the this Ben way, Affleck. I like Josh Hartnett. I mean, I to think, be fair, Josh Hartnett makes Ben Affleck look like a better actor. Yeah. Yes. In this <laughs> film, he does. But pretty historically accurate. If you would like to know how the Battle of Pearl Harbor took place, you could actually watch the movie Pearl Harbor, and it's fairly true. The Doolittle raids uh, are worthy of being on film. However, they should not be like a thirty-minute add-on yes, to a movie. Yes, that, that's Pearl what I don't Harbor. like about that movie. Is like it wants to have a happy ending where he's like Michael Bay was like, "What about Pearl Harbor?" But America wins. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, yeah. Again, that's kind of what the Doolittle raids were. Yeah. It's a response, but like the movie is Pearl Harbor. Yes. <laughs> so you should have made like a sequel. Yeah. And the Doolittle raids. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. <laughs> that part I dislike, <laughs> but I do like Pearl Harbor. I think it's better than people give it than than people think it is. It's I, just so long. <laughs> it's super long. Yeah. No, Again, it, it's you a, take out the Doolittle raids. It's, it's it's probably reasonable length. And I feel like you might Cuba Gooding Jr. is in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Um. No. Yeah. When it's Cuba Gooding Jr. is a thing, I think it's my favorite Michael Bay movie. If hmm. I had to, I mean, I think it's probably his best movie. Yeah. I can't that, think of one I like more. Maybe Bad Boys Two, but that would be a yeah tough fight. The best Cuba Gooding Jr. military movie, though, is Men of Honor, where he plays a Navy diver. It's fantastic. It's him and Tommy Lee Jones. He's He plays the first black Navy diver. Ooh, Great. I haven't hmm. seen that. Yeah. Cuba can act. It's just like, he, he doesn't... I don't know what happened to him. I know. He had a real career there like late He was night. good yeah. in the OJ thing. Yeah, he was. That's true. Yeah. What do we got next? Another one is I had, had also has everyone. This one's probably better than the last couple we talked about. Black Hawk Down. Hell Yeah. And Great fucking film. Yeah, this movie's fucking incredible. This is like also like Saving Private Ryan. This one also has Josh Hartnett. He's probably in it. Yes, Orlando every, Bloom. Everyone's Eric in this. Banna. This would be like Jason like, Isaacs. This is, this is the best Eric Banna role, realistically. Yeah. Maybe. 
If you um, do a Mount Rushmore on war movies, that Saving guy, Private Ryan and Black Hawk Down would be on it. Isn't the same dude we were talking about from Saving Private Ryan, isn't he also in Black Hawk Down? Yes. The number two Tom guy? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's, he's uh, in everything. Jamie All Lannister's in this movie. Tom Hardy's in this movie. Yeah, bunch, bunch of people. Yeah. Yeah. That one Scottish guy that's in a lot of other things is yep. in this movie. Uh, take a helicopter shot down in Somalia. And uh, again, see, this is, this is where I kind of take away from the Marcus Luttrell movie is this is a similar thing, which is people in a really shitty situation just trying to survive, just trying to get out. Jason Isaacs is in this movie. I, did, I already said Jason Isaacs. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed yeah. it. But this one has stakes. It's really well acted. It's, it's a Ridley Scott film. Yeah. And it's it may be Ridley Scott at his fucking yeah, best. That's probably really true. That's very hit or miss, but this is great. This movie is fantastic. Yeah. Um, you feel it, too. There's a she- scene where they're um, kind of like set up and fortified on the street. I mean, I was about to say, you, you talk about, I mean, it, I guess to some de- a degree, all war movies are kind of survival movies. But this one is also like very much yes. a, like... Yeah. You're, you're behind enemy lines and, and just trying to make it out of there, just trying to make it through the night kind of thing. It makes you feel the stakes of that. Absolutely, oh, yeah. it does. Um, I, this, is, this is a better version of that, of that, that film. And, and so I, I, I really just remember, like yeah, some of like the, uh, like, the war, war, like the war action. You know, like I said, Saving Private Ryan has a lot of those awesome war action scenes in this yeah. movie. Like it's, it's when weird. Orlando Bloom falls out of a helicopter, like you feel that. Yeah. It's very well done. Did yeah. it win a bunch? Did it win Oscars? I don't, I don't think it won know. that many. Win. No, I don't remember. It's a great movie. Yeah, though. Uh, it's this and Gladiator. That's really Scott's like Mount Rushmore. Oh, I'm thinking the guy did he didn't do Martian? He did do the Martian. I would put Martian there too. I like the Martian a lot. I think that's recency bias. Not Alien. Alien. Alien good, one put, is up there. So. I, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck maybe he's more. Hit, maybe he's more hit than Mitch. I remember that. Uh, no, Blade the, Run? the Hebrew Exodus. Yeah, movie. the Hebrew movie does <laughs> not count. <laughs> I'm just saying, like the, the dude's had some misses, but he also like he's like. Again, if we're talking like a Mount Rushmore, he's probably not the top four. But director a- showdown, <laughs> really, Scott. Has he not been on one of our director showdowns? So. Oh, we, we should do. We need to do a really Scott one. Do a bad one again. What's that? Do a bad one again? Uh, yeah. You got a list of bad ones. I do. Yeah, we're we're getting through them. Oh, we talked about Jarhead briefly. Briefly, Jarhead is the same thing as Full Metal Jacket, but it's in Iraq and it sucks. Yeah. I just remember being bored in it. I don't think because I don't think I was getting the overlying message, and he just hangs out in, in the desert. That's what a, a better version of Jarhead. It's not really. It's a different movie, but similar setting. Uh, Three Kings, God. better than Transformers. <laughs> Three Kings, better than Transformers. <laughs> it's 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 almost a war movie. It's yeah. mostly about a couple. Are are they even officers? What are they? They're just army guys. Yeah, yeah I don't it remember their rank. Yeah. I think George Clooney is. Yeah, it's Ice Cube, George Clooney, and who's the third? Mark Wahlberg. Oh, yeah. Marky Mark. <laughs> yeah. Before he was like a thing, like correct. This, yeah. yeah. So this is Gulf War One. I. I believe George Clooney hears about a plan. If I remember the movie correctly, it's been a while since I've seen it. Hears about a plan of Saddam Hussein's money being moved, mm-hmm. yep. and they're going to break off before the army leaves Iraq because it's already over. The armistice has been signed. The invasion of Kuwait is done. They're going to go steal Saddam's money and then go back to the states, and it gets crazy. Yep. And it's like a heist movie in the middle of a war setting. Yep. And it's a ton of fun. It's it's super fun. It's got that uh, that one actor who does every ethnicity. Yeah. Uh, who's playing Arabic in this movie. Yep. yep. But I don't think he's that either. The, uh, he could be any. The, the jingle, the we three kings yeah, going to get all the gold. gold. Yeah. It's Ugh. great. Yeah. I, I, it's a fun time. It's better than Transformers. You can't say much wrong about that. That's very. It's very early 2000s. Oh, it's super yeah, yeah. cheesy and over the top. Yeah, but, but it, it works for what it's doing. Yeah. So. It may be 
mid nineties. I don't know when this movie came out, but speaking of mid nineties, early two thousand, another one is Enemy at the Gates. A sniper off between oh Jude jo- Law and Joseph Fines. Yeah, Ralph Fines or Joseph one of the Fines. But they do look the same. Yeah. Just one of them can it's act not, and one of them it's can't. Not Ray Fines. It's the other one. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's Joseph, Joseph Fines. Joseph Fines. Um and I remember liking this movie. So it's like two expert snipers. World War Two? Yes. Yeah. And uh, it's basically turns the war into a one-on-one basketball setting. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's like no one else matters. And uh, it works more or less. I haven't seen it in like 10 years. But from what I remember, I remember enjoying it a lot. I remember liking this movie. Yeah. Uh, speaking of World War Two movies with a Fines movie, one we had talked about, we weren't sure how it would count, would be Schindler's List. Oh, yeah. Which is, again, kind of a war-adjacent movie. It's a Holocaust movie. It is fantastic. However, Which I haven't seen. Yeah, watch it. Yeah. Watch it in the middle of the day. Plan to go bowling or something afterwards. You know, really do something. Eat some ice cream. Lighten up after because it will bring you down. Uh, it is sad, and it's very realistic. It almost feels like a documentary. Like you, you told me before we started the podcast, it's kind of like Twelve Years a Slave. One of those movies you only can watch once because it yeah. just rinses over you and you can't do it again. But God, is Ray Fiennes good in it? He's the most vile human being on the planet, but he is good. Oh, I think I will, I'll eventually get to it. It's just, when are you in the mood to watch Schindler's List? I, I mean, mean, that's a super fair point. <laughs> that's a super good point. <laughs> I got another bad one, Valkyrie, yeah, with Valkyrie. Tom Cruise. when he was running. And, it, and it's uh, Superman Returns, Brian Singer. Yeah. Trying to do a war movie. <laughs> that's what he's best known for. <laughs> well, it's, I think it's the movie he did after Superman yeah, Returns. Yeah, yeah. Is it really? I think yeah. it's coming Yeah, off. I guess that was about the right he, time. I think he got kicked off because Superman Returns didn't do well. So he's like, well, you know what? I'm going to go do a war movie with Tom Cruise. And it did not do well. Yeah, this movie is um, dumb. Uh, <laughs> it's about a true thing, which is high-level German soldiers wanting to assassinate Adolf Hitler. Mm-hmm. They had a plan to. Project Valkyrie did not was not didn't successful. Um, Tom Cruise got an eye patch famously Tom in this Cruise movie. Tom Cruise wears an eye patch in this film. <laughs> What's really Jay, you probably likes it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's short and he wears an eye patch. They're the same person. Yep. The uh, what's interesting to me about this film, and when I first saw it, I really hated it. Which is, it's a bunch of people of different nationalities playing Germans. Yeah. All of which they all use their native accent <laughs> in the film. And so at first I was like, well, that's fucking annoying. And then I realized they're not actually speaking German, so it doesn't matter which <laughs> accent they use. Is that the truth? It's it's, it's remind stu- it's reminding you though. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> it doesn't allow me to go you're, into the space. Yeah. How bad is this? The Germans in this war movie are speaking English. Are Scottish. <laughs> uh, it's worse than Transformers. Definitely worse than Transformers. By the way, no one's going to ask Tom Cruise to do a different accent. <laughs> no. Tom Cruise has one accent. Yeah. His accent. That's you got to have stones to go up and ask him something yeah. like that. I don't think anybody asks Tom Cruise anything anymore. <laughs> Uh, well, we talk about a war movie, one that actually is it's it's based off not a war movie. Uh, it's based off a book, Joseph Conrad's Heart of Her- Darkness. Heart of Darkness, what I meant. Uh, Heart of Darkness, uh, Apocalypse Now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great film. Is this movie take place in Vietnam or in Korea? I think it's Vietnam. Yeah, I think, I think it's, Vietnam. Right. I think it's Viet- Vietnam. But it, it's definitely an adaptation of Heart of Darkness. It's not really, you know, a straight war movie. It's been redone like nine times. Like. Not that there's been remakes, but like Francis Ford Coppola just wants to recut and re-edit the same movie. That's another one that I have. I need to get to. Agreed. You know, it's got a lot of famous lines, a lot of fucking famous people in it. Um, I'm a big fan of Heart of Darkness, the book. Uh, And I read the book before I saw the movie, and I think that helps my appreciation for the film. Um, But 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good fucking movie. I mean, aside from President Bartlett, this is Martin Sheen's, like, defining role, I feel yes. like. yeah. And um, one of Marlon Brando's last actual performances. And he's yeah. incredible in it. I love Brando, so I would like to see that. Yeah, I... I you can't go wrong with this movie. Better than Transformers, definitely. I was definitely better than Transformers. Yeah. I don't really relate it as a war movie. I relate it to Heart of Darkness because it is an adaptation of that so, story. Now, we talk, like, we were like Saving Private Ryan and Full Metal Jackets on that level, you think? Oof. Yeah, I would say it's that iconic and classic, yeah. Cool. And it's, you know... Black Hawk Down was the other one. Yeah. Black Hawk Down's up there. And a movie called We Were Soldiers are my favorite two war that, movies. Good transition. That's another one. Mel Gibson, We Were Soldiers. I, I haven't seen that. Um, same guy who plays the sniper in um, Saving Private Ryan plays a war photographer mm. in this film. And uh, yeah, this movie <laughs> came out in the, like the mid-2000s. Right after the French units were attacked by the North Vietnamese, the U.S. sent in a group of helicopter forces, and it did not go well. And they got surrounded pretty, pretty early on. And so it's, again, kind of a survival movie. They're just trying, a small group of dudes trying to fight off the Vietnamese and great film. It's got uh Gary Bertier from Remember the Titans in it. Okay. Um a few people. Uh Sam Elliott is fantastic in this movie. Sam Elliott seems like he should be in more war movies. Yes, he is so he plays You're his right. character is Sergeant Major. <laughs> He's like a good captain. Not a general maybe, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, one of those higher ups. And the reason why I like this movie a lot is because it just shows the brutality of it all. There's no nobody you're going to meet. I know there's like a stereotype out there that a lot of military people are super pro-war. You're not going to meet anybody who's more anti-war than a person who's actually lived it. Yeah. And that is a great example of why people are that way. That it just, there's just this brutality that you, you, you just can't fathom and you don't want to experience. But that movie does a good job of showing it to you. Some uh, some really recent additions that are probably pretty memorable, iconic war movies, at least of a certain war. Uh, the Hurt Locker and uh, Zero Dark Thirty, both uh, directed by Catherine Bigelow. Uh, both very, uh, very critically, critically successful. Yep. Yeah. One I would say is great. One I would say is a piece of trash. Which one is which? Uh, Hurt Locker sucks balls. Uh, See, I would have guessed the I, opposite. I feel the other way. Yeah. Hurt Locker is the most unrealistic war movie. If you think that's a good war movie, you know jack shit about war. I mean, I do know jack I, shit I, about yeah, war. That's a fair point. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think, I mean, Hurt Locker, that's Jeremy Renner, right? Bomb- Jeremy Renner, Anthony Mackie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One other person. I, I thought that remember. was, yeah, I thought that was, that was like a, the tension of that movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if it was accurate, but I felt the tension. Like, I think Jeremy Renner acts really yeah. well in that movie. And Zero Dark Thirty, I feel like that's a, that's a hyped up movie that like, it's just, it's Jessica Chastain yelling at guys for not listening to her for a lot. <laughs> that is exactly what that, <laughs> damn, I was going to make that exact take and you took it from me. That's, that's exactly what that movie Very <laughs> accurate. What I like about that movie is you want to know how the Intel process actually works. It's that. Like, that is how Intel collection and then trying to convince people that you know what's right and not to get hyper-political, but you know how hard that is when even the President of the United States, the Intel community, is working against them. Like, you're talking private U.S. citizens who want to accomplish a goal and every and you have to deal with politicians and generals. And generals are politicians. And you're like, hey, look, I've got this great piece of intel here. Like, we should do this. And they're like, no, that's not going to make me look good. That's dangerous. I don't want to do it. And so you're just trying to do your job. That's why I love Zero Dark Thirty, because I fucking feel that shit on a very personal level. And it feels, you know, again, I see, uh, Catherine Bigelow made the least accurate and the most accurate movie, which is super interesting. But, uh, yeah, I, and all the performances are great. I love Zero Dark Thirty. It was fantastic. I, I do like that, The Raid. 
that raid. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the yeah, fun yeah, bit. That raid scene's cool. So um, that will bring me to the flip side of this exact movie, though, because there's another movie about drone pilots uh, called Eye in the Sky. It's got Helen Mirren and Aaron Paul. I never I saw this. I like that movie. It's bad. Oh, I completely disagree. <laughs> it's, so it, it's exactly the same premise. The whole thing is is they're they're collecting intel on the place where they think that a group of terrorists are, mm-hmm. are you know hiding out, uh, and constantly it's like. Well, this area has too many civilians around. Oh, well, now there aren't as many civilians, but there's an important person that's not involved in the terrorist organization that's inside. Then there's too much collateral damage. Right, so it's constantly reevaluating the the factors, and and, uh, Aaron Paul is just constantly sitting behind the triggers, like, do I pull the trigger? Do I pull the trigger? And they're like, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. And then at some point they say yes, no. I don't even remember which one it is. Uh, Alan Rickman is like a. Well, Alan Rickman is in this. It's like his last role. It is. I like this movie. I saw it in theaters. I remember walking out and being like, I really like it's that. It's not good. Better than Transformers. <laughs> yeah, Helen Mirren's great. Uh, yeah, Aaron Paul. But yeah, I think the, there's a kid in there who's you know part of it, and they don't want to kill him. They don't want to yeah. kill kids. That's like Aaron Paul's like hesitation. Yeah. No, I, I completely disagree. If if uh, <laughs> but if you like if you like Zero Dark Thirty for the intel aspect, you will probably or, enjoy this. Or movie. just like the drone how drones work in the process of like dropping a drone. I thought that was, mm-hmm. you know, I'd be curious to see how accurate that is. Cause I'm very familiar with that process. You'd so. probably tear into it, but for a novice who doesn't know anything, I thought it was great. So I worked in targeting specifically, which is in a form of Intel collection that determines how and when we drop weapons on targets. And so that is right up my alley. You should watch it. You probably uh, like I'd it one way or the other. I'd be curious to see how it, I'd be curious to see how you be, feel it's about gotta it. It's gotta be on Netflix or something. It I was mean, on Amazon. Yeah. I watched it on Amazon. Yeah. Uh, one, okay. I don't know how much longer we got, but one I would love to talk about is MASH. I don't know if... Do it. So MASH is a movie that takes place in Korea, and there is a show version, but the movie came out first starring Donald Glover... Not Donald Glover, Donald Sutherland as Hawkeye Pierce. God, this movie is great. Again, kind of a war-adjacent movie. It's about a Ford-operating uh, hospital, army hospital in Korea, um, very close to the front lines, there, and it's just about how, how you deal day-to-day and just make it through. Um, it's a lot of jokes. A lot of, it, 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 there's, it, there's gags in it, but in that, like, the only way you can keep from being uber-depressed and wanting to kill yourself is by being totally an idiot all <laughs> the time. And uh, I, I think this movie is great. The show is great as well, but uh, I don't know that it... I don't know the show gets the message across as well as the film does. And I know a lot of people prefer the show. And again, I love the show. But uh, I I think the movie really hits home in that war sucks for the soldier in it. And uh, you got to do whatever you can to just try to get back home. Uh, And this movie does a great job of doing that. Better than Transformers. I haven't seen MASH. I haven't seen MASH. Have you guys watched the show? Nope. We're on. We're on. We need to watch some war movies uh, again. We, <laughs> we've already established this. anything before 1990 have not seen. Yeah. Well, I got. And one, we'll never see one. You also haven't seen. I have though. Fury with Brad Pitt. Yes. Good yeah. call. Famously, Shia, Shia LaBeouf, LaBeouf didn't take a shower for the entire shoot as a way of method acting. Better than Transformers. Yeah. Better than Tra- David it, Ayer movie. Yeah. I. Yeah. You're right. He actually got Suicide Squad on the back of this. This is, and then he, you know, obviously. Sure. Bungled that, but yeah. Um, so this is like tank warfare, World War II. Yes. yes, and they have like an older, like um, not as technologically advanced as uh, the Germans' tanks right now. So like, so they're the underdogs. Yeah, not even under. Like they can't go head to head with the German tanks. Mm-hmm. So like, there's a lot of good like tank warfare, like you strategy. Said. Yeah, and like it just the settings and they use the environment and it seems very realistic and 
the bond the guys have in the tank is like they live in that tank. Mm-hmm. And I I never really thought about that, but I'm sure that's really how it was. Like they're like making soup and stuff like in the tank like they have all these little things and it, brad pitt's awesome in it um the end scene and is really good also kind of i guess most like a survival action scene where mm. the tank's kind of breaking down um yeah what do you think uh, this is a great movie who who's the there's other people in that um, the squad guy who was in punisher the show he was in the oh movie. John, yeah, john barenthal, barenthal. yeah john barenthal good call. that's uh, the, that's the one i was thinking um it's a great movie. David Ayer, a Navy submariner before he became a filmmaker. Really? Yep. Huh. Um, the action is great. The storytelling is great. And the, yeah. You know, and, and again, it just is a. And honestly, I Shia LaBeouf doesn't annoy me as like no, he's he, good in this. Yeah, role, like like right? law, like he ruins movies for me. He really yeah. does. But this one, he's actually pretty good. He's not. This bad. movie's better than Transformers. I would recommend it. Yeah, you should watch this. Yeah, one. no, I, I know this is one that I that I and like. it's like it's not heavy like where it's super gory. It's a little yeah. lighter. You know what I mean? So it's like not as downer. You know yeah. what I mean? Unlike unlike Platoon or anything that else that happened before Night Deer Hunter. <laughs> yeah. I will never. I, I will probably watch this one at some point. Yeah. Another one, the pretty recent Dunkirk. I love Dunkirk. I know well, you this, were kind of. This down is probably the, our, our break from uh, you know necessarily American centric ones. Yeah, there's no Americans. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Uh, but it's World War Two. It's again adjacent. Yeah, uh, yeah. This this is uh, not a good movie. Fuck you. Dude, you can't understand what Tom Hardy's saying the entire movie. And I that, don't care about that. I, know. <laughs> I watch everything with subtitles. Like, why does that matter to me? It really got on my yeah. It really got on my nerves in the theaters. This is actually, in my opinion, one of Christopher Nolan's best movies. Agreed. Yeah. Well, so it, it's funny because uh, you know I feel bad for Christopher Nolan because it's not his fault. He this is just kind of a, a mantle that's been thrust upon him. But he's kind of expected at this point if he's going to do a genre movie that exists instead of like you know one of his high concept things it's got to be like the defining one of this Mm -hmm. era because he's like one of the you know probably the best working director you know top three whatever you want to call it and so this came out after interstellar interstellar was expected to be the new 2001 it wasn't it was that movie it was it was a flawed 2001 (laughs) homage with a, a bunch of spacey exposition um, and so I was worried about this one for the exact same reason. It's like he's gonna do, he's gonna get too crushed by the expectations and the existing material on this, and he doesn't. I really love this movie because I think one of the things he does best in this movie is one of the things that my brother-in-law hates about this movie. There are a bunch of different stories that happen at different times to like different soldiers, but at, at, they seem to go out of the way to not identify any particular one of them that yep. much. And I think the strength of it is that it makes you feel given the situation that each person's in, that you could be any of these guys mm-hmm. reacting the same way that they are in any of those situations. Um, and I, I think that that's kind of, I don't know, there, there's something beautiful about that that I really like. It, it just felt slow to me. I think that was my thing. It's, it's a slower movie, for sure. It, it is slow. I think that kind of outside of the war movie nature, this is a simplified movie for Christopher Nolan. I think taking a historical story, even breaking up into multiple parts and multiple storylines, it was nice to not have that signature Christopher Nolan high concept to it. This is like a palate cleanser and almost like a resetting after Interstellar, in my opinion, for him. I would agree with that. This is like, okay, you know what? This one didn't work, and Inception is a great fucking movie, but... Maybe some people didn't get it. Maybe if I just take a step back, yeah. make a simplified, make a really good war history movie, mm-hmm. and kind of reset my focus, 
I have high hopes for Tenet because I think that's what that movie could be for for Christopher. Nolan. I, I think that's what that. I think Dunkirk could be for Christopher Nolan, and I think it's an excellent film. These are these are great shots. You know, you talk about the Tom Hardy bar. You feel like you're in that fucking airplane, and uh, it's it's just great. I really like that movie. I also really, really like this movie. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you're, oh, it's good that we're not all on the same You're page. outvoted here. Yeah. <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> Do we have any more that we absolutely have to hit? No, I don't think so. There, there are plenty of uh, not necessarily American-centric ones and other American-centric ones that we can get to at another day, but I yeah. feel like we've hit a, hit a lot of the, the big ones. Yeah. yeah. The only one other one is Inglorious Bastards, but we've talked about that on Tarantino. Oh, no, we're, we'll come back to it another day. And it's yeah. better than Transformers. It, it is. is. It is better than Transformers. And it, the thing about Inglorious Bastards that I like is the same thing I like about Full Metal Jacket. Taking a, a fictionalized story in these worlds and fictionalized characters... That's good storytelling. That's good storytelling. Yeah, 100%. Because this is kind of what I meant in the beginning, is that it's really hard. You know, you hear a lot of people say, love the soldier, hate the war. Really fucking hard to be the soldier and separate yourself from the war. Because you did that shit. That was, that was you. So it's really hard for a person to say that and, and, and not carry some of that weight. So if you want to make a political statement or you want to tell some deep storytelling or something, I feel like creating fictional characters and even fictionalized events inside of these real-world spaces Mm -hmm. is a really good way to do those things because you aren't focusing in that through a real person. Yeah, you're, I mean, you, you aren't either like indicting or lionizing yeah. somebody for you're, you're, you're getting to... The themes yeah. versus individuals. Right. Which is why I think sometimes, you know, when it's about a real person, we can look at it and say, oh, this is glorifying warfare mm-hmm. or being... Or American propaganda or stuff like that. And it's just a really fine line. I think you can do things to tell these great stories about real-life human beings... And then you can say, all right, here are movies that talk about the realities and difficulties of war and the negatives of it, but I don't think they can, I don't think you can do the same both at the same time. Sure. Yeah, no, that's a pretty compelling point to me as, as, yeah. as far as why it's not a good idea to make a movie, like a, a direct historical adaptation yes. of a story. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but I think that, is that it for, uh, for, it. all right. At least part one. There's yeah. a shit we did, yeah. shit ton we didn't talk about that we've even watched. I know everyone's going to assume we didn't watch them. But. Yeah. I mean, there's also a shit ton that we haven't watched. That's also just, just to be clear. That's fair. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's uh, war movies. Yep, that was good. Fun stuff. Well, with that out of the way, what have we been watching, guys? I will start because I didn't really watch much. I continued with my Next Generation Trek. The one thing I did watch is I watched all of the prequels because we have a new Star Wars movie coming out it's soon. Yeah, and I gotta uh, do that. Oh, it's tough, man. Um, Number three is a really good movie. I'm glad. I will say this: I came out of Revenge of the Sith more positively than I normally do. Yeah, still don't think it's strong. I have the high ground, those, Anakin. Those, those three are still the bottom rung for me. Um, nothing has been done worse than those three movies. Except Last Jedi. No way. Not even <laughs> Attack of the Clones is a top five worst all time movie for me. I and I rewatch it like. Every six months. But the gladiator thing. St- that <laughs> does not make up for the rest. Why is Padme half naked that scene? <laughs> she got the bug caught her. She got scratched. Everyone who made a big deal of like shirtless Kylo Ren and fucking Last Jedi, explain to me why fucking Bat- Padme is going around <laughs> shooting people with uh, just <laughs> fucking half naked the whole time. Did I don't people make get a it. big deal out of Charlotte's Oh, Kylo? yeah, they did. Huh. 
I mean, I, I, thought, I, I, you can make a point about oily cart Kylo. <laughs> <laughs> he was oiled up. He was oiled up. R2-D2 and uh, 3PO have an action scene where they, like, awful. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also true about Revenge of the Sith. Why, why is R2-D2 fighting a whole bunch of fucking droids? Lighting them on fire. <laughs> and there's so much CGI. There's yeah, just so lot. much. It's a lot. And that's such a bad decision for any movie, even now. Because in 10, mo- 10 years, your movie's going to look, look like, like shit. shit. Yeah. I remember it looking good at the time. I haven't watched it in a long time. Like the opening scene where he like scrapes off the bugs with the plane. I was like, oh, well, that's CGI-ish, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, they're all worse than Transformers, but I will all watch them a, a hundred more times before I die, I'm sure. I like it. I think we should do a prequels episode before you oh, get back, get back to uh, the new one. I would love that. Yeah. That should be next week. The um, <laughs> Phantom Menace, I still think, is better than people give it credit for. Jar Jar is not as annoying the farther I get away from it. I can just appreciate the stuff I like. Yeah, which is Jar Jar's fine. Liam Neeson and, and Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor is so fucking strong in those movies, though, yeah. as Obi-Wan. I he, like the pod racing. And honestly, Hayden Christensen's better than I give him. I think a lot of the problem with Hayden Christensen's performance in, in the prequels is George Lucas gave Writing. him I was about to say, vomit. Yeah. Uh, he did. Some I, of the lines he has to say are I ridiculous. I don't want to defend Hayden Christensen too much because he's... Never shown us anything else in his career that indicates that he can do that much That's better. Fair. But at this point, Natalie Port- Portman was already like established as a great actress, and yep. he makes her absolute shit in the third one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he is better than her in those movies. She doesn't look like because she was already a star. I feel like she didn't care. Like she didn't need Star Wars. Yeah. Anakin, you're breaking my heart. Oh Jesus, <laughs> I, I hate the third one so fucking much. It was hard because I do watch the whole time and think, man, Adam Driver would have been so much better in this I know. role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Joseph, right? The writing in number two, especially, I remember in three, I hate two Anakin. and three, especially, I remember they just give Anakin just the <laughs> yeah stuff to say. It's so it's so frustrating. Like rough draft about stuff that should have been clean. Is they skip? And this is why the show Clone Wars is. This so is not great. where we're supposed to be, guys. No, I just gotta say this part. What makes two and three so rough is they skip the part where Anakin's awesome. Yeah, and they just give yeah. us the parts where Anakin is shitty. That's true. Very and true. and the re- Anakin shitty is an important part of him becoming Darth Vader. But, but there has to be a reason why people like him, and we never get that bit. Yeah, where it's just talked about. Yeah, you know, classic showbiz motto: tell, don't show. Correct. Everybody knows. <laughs> that it? That's it. Um, all right, I watched a couple things. Uh, I watched the British Baking. Finally finished that off. Is it over? Yep. Don't tell me who won. I won't. It's good. Um, but you're right. A lot of people now have, do I talk about it and say this season is not as good as past season. Yeah, you should dig back and so watch some of the earlier ones. Yeah, I think we're gonna do the holiday ones. Um, I watched the season finale of Dark. It was worse than Transformers. Ooh, that's um, a bummer. <laughs> yet not good. I watched Terminator, and I'm not gonna go crazy because I listened to last week's podcast and yeah. I know hurt. Did a, mon- hurt, hurt. a monologue on how how good it, it's worse than Transformers. <laughs> it is behind, not a good movie. Behind the curtain, you as the listener got about half of what Hurt said about <laughs> Terminator Dark Fate. Yeah, so don't go see Terminator Dark Fate. Um, just it's just not a good movie. I played Luigi's Mansion. That's what I've been doing. Luigi's most Mansion three three on Switch. And oh, best game I played since Red Dead Two, which has been about a year. You know what? I feel like I feel like in my heart, I'm like. I'm a grown-up man. I don't use Nintendo. That's for kids. All the Nintendo games are super fucking fun. Yes. I love the first Luigi's Mansion. Oh, I know. Me too. Great Um, game. I played the second one um, on DS... And uh, this one's this one's this one's in a hotel. Yes, and uh, you know you, you're basically you got your little backpack, and it's animated so well. Like 
just like the everyday movements when you like run into a ghost then you'll start like tip shaking and like tiptoeing and get your little backpack and your bust it's the best ghostbusters game that's ever been made yeah that's what i would say <laughs> that's fair it's ghostbusters yeah and yeah hey, i'm on like uh level six and i think there's like 20 levels so it's not a very long game i played maybe about four hours so better um i watched also lighthouse off once again i listened to the podcast jones saying he was gonna watch i was like maybe i'll go check that out maybe it'll be good not good <laughs> very very it's it's an art house movie that is so oscar baity that it's like it just it makes me hate it in spite of itself you know what i mean like there's like a two minute shot where they just focus in on the seagull looking at robert pattinson like it's challenging him and it's just so bullshitty. I, I hate it so I want to feel like I'm on your side, but there is at least a 10% chance that I'm going to like this oh, movie. I, 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 it's I, way I more than 10%. <laughs> I think it's 50% chance your favorite movie ever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> William Defoe. It's not, I don't know, you guys said, Robert Pattinson, I've come around to. I, I haven't seen him in anything great, but I trust once he got cast in Tenet, that if Nolan sees something, it's good enough for That's me. true. Nolan doesn't cast so, poorly. So I'm, I'm gonna, I am I'm think he'll be good Batman. But I still haven't seen him anything good, so I, I kind of want to see him in something. But Watch this Good is, Time. This is William Defoe's movie. Um, he's Pattinson's got the, the straight role. Okay. Defoe is like just torturing him the whole movie. It's basically <laughs> um, two guys in a lighthouse. It's black and white. And basically uh, Pattinson arrives, and he's like the underling to William Defoe. And William Defoe just fucks with him the whole movie. And it's... It's slow, but I mean, it's it's just not very good. Fair enough. And then I watched the other last thing I watched. I watched uh, Jojo Rabbit, which is the new Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi's new movie. Ooh, look at that! <laughs> I, um, I watched it. It's kind of a war movie too. Um, we've talked about kind it. Kind of. It's great. Is it? Oh yes, it's my favorite movie of the year. Uh, this or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or Spider Man. I was thinking about it on the way over here. Are probably my three favorites of the year. And um, yeah, it's it's funny. I think Scarlett Johansson's gonna possibly get a best supporting actress nomination mm. she's great as like the mom the kid is just hilarious um sam rockwell as like it's hard to say but he's like a nice nazi uh the <laughs> the time place is like it's literally like the last year of world war ii and germany's losing at this point as yeah. the movie opens and the rumors are starting it's in berlin so it's like the center of it mm. and the rumors are getting along that the allies are winning and they're waiting for you know people to come in and basically liberate the city scarlett johansson's kind of like a freedom fighter from behind the lines and she's like supportive of like the allies and this kid just wants to be a nazi because he just wants to fit in like mm. he's just a weird kid you know mm. what i mean and everyone around him's a nazi so you know he doesn't really believe in it but um it's got heart um highly recommended better than Transformers. that's fantastic yeah, i don't know when it, it, it was a limited and, release i don't know when it's yeah. coming and around here takawakiti is so funny as, as hitler as adolf oh hitler. yeah well as a yeah as, as an imaginary, imaginary hitler. yeah just some of the, he keeps offering the kids cigarettes like and the kid's like i'm 11 stop offering me cigarettes and he's like i'm sorry i'm nervous it's like it's so good another good line is the girl's like you're not a nazi and he goes well i'm massively into swastikas so i think that's a good sign <laughs> it's it's good it, a lot of laugh out loud moments so that's what i got i'm excited i want to see that that's what i want <laughs> that's yeah. what i want I have continued to watch uh, full metal alchemist brotherhood on the rewatch it it just Especially once you get to a certain point, it just becomes really hard not to just keep watching the next episode. Yeah. And I, uh, it's one of those things where we're already getting to a point where it's like, I feel like this is the end of the story. And then I looked at the episode list as we go on. The fifth season is all payoff. The fifth season of uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is Avengers Endgame. Yeah, yeah. It's just the end. <laughs> yeah, like, the, the whole season. It's wild. Uh, but it's a great time. I really I love that show. Uh, I've been watching Watchmen 
It's a uh, it's a beautiful looking show. I think everybody is cast well in it. It, it, it uh, and the performances are good. I think it's outscoping itself at this point. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's attempting to take on too many. Needs to rein it in. Needs to rein it I in did a little. Watch, bit. I, I forgot. I did watch the first episode and I was very impressed with it. So I want to yeah. keep going because well, it's it, it's trying to you know it's 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 its own story. It's taking on the Watchmen universe. It's trying to tell a story about like the divisive culture that talks about like first off the show starts on on you know a dramatization of a historical event the, the tulsa race riots the mm-hmm. whole series takes place in tulsa uh and it made me look at the tulsa race riots and race riot is a really understated description it's, of, of fucking awful what happened there yeah. uh so yeah so it, it's about the race relations it's about like citizen police relations but then it's, now it's also trying to be like continuing to be like a satire of what? like Watchmen, yeah, like uh, well, the Watchmen and a satire of like superhero mm-hmm. tropes and culture, and I'm like, wait a second, all, there, there's a lot of mixed metaphors going on here. It's I'm not sure it's all clicking the way it's supposed How's to. How's Jeremy Irons? He's good. Okay, see, so yeah. a pretty big part because the first episode he's in it a decent he's, amount, but not a ton. He's kind of on an island. Okay, um, and I mean both like cinematically and like his character is is kind of that way, and so it it is kind of fun to watch like. You know, he's he's like kind of kind of got this mad scientist vibe of I've been alone for a long time. <laughs> Don Johnson, I thought was great. Yeah, he's in, I, the, in the pilot. Episode. Yeah, Regina King's great. Uh, uh, Jean Smart, who comes in, in episode three, is really really great. I got spoiled on her, so I know it. Yes. Yeah. Um. Uh. Tim Blake Nelson's great, and it's uh the writing is hit and miss. Yeah. As as it goes on, but it, I, I'm that, still gonna keep watching it. That was a it's, cool. It's, it's interesting. The action scene with the Gatling gun and and the. Cows are not that bulletproof. Yeah, but I thought it was cool. It was still cool. Yeah, it is too. Yeah, it is whether, cool. You know, for a comic book movie. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. I uh, of the HBO series, I recommend it. It's good. I watched the first episode of the new season of Rick and Morty, which came out yesterday. It's really good. It's still really funny. I, uh, you know, it, as usual, it's very uh, self-deprecating. Mm-hmm. Like, it picks on its own tropes. It picks on its own fans. And it, it realigns the dynamics of the show, like, mm-hmm. of, of the relationships, and still manages to tell, like, a fun Rick and Morty story. So, uh, you know, if, even if, if Dan Harmon pulls this off where he puts out a season like this every two years until he dies, I don't give a fuck. It's great. I'm down with it. It's one of the smartest shows on TV, I yeah. think. And, uh... I'm just glad it's back. And then uh, the last thing I watched, which I just finished before I got here, I watched the Bong Joon-ho movie uh, mm. Parasite. Won the Palme d'Or at, uh, at uh, Cannes this past year. Uh, it's supposed to be really good up for like the foreign film Oscar. It's a Korean film. He's a Korean director, directed uh, Snowpiercer. It's, it's an interesting movie. Uh, it's about uh, this family of just kind of scoundrels. They're not like bad people, but they're just kind of poor and... and uh, Questionable scruples. <laughs> um, <laughs> They're scoundrels. Yeah. Well, because essentially they kind of con their way into into like service positions with the super rich family. Okay. And and it, it becomes like this comedy of of their like they're constantly trying to to play their way into into more power into more ways to make money off them. Um, and for the first half of it, it's really funny. Like I was really I, I again I expected it to be the trailer makes it look more horror-y. Like the they get in, but then they they're in over their heads and and like something bizarre happens. But like the first half of it is genuinely just it's funny. Like there were many laugh out loud moments. And then it does take a dark, darker turn in the second half, but it's nothing like super weird. There, there is a twist, but it's also like you start to see that even though they're getting like close to this wealth, close to power, there's still like this barrier between them and like you know their people and and the life that the the people that they're serving lives. And uh, 
yeah, that that shit goes downhill quickly. Uh, how did how did, did you want to see this? Yes, when, I did. When you texted me that, I was like, what? I didn't even know what that movie was. I had to Google it. If Hurt was here, this is my I'm smarter than you movie of the week. Uh, that was important to me. But no, I, 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 like Snowpiercer is like a top ten movie for me. I love the shit out of Snowpiercer, and I, I heard this one was supposed to be like in the running for best picture this year. Um, and so I figured, you I'm, think it is coming out of it? I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think it's. Can you name good. ten movies that are better than it? Not this year. <laughs> yeah, that's, but it that's has that Oscar point. kind that's of flair saying, to like, it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. That, that's a fair point. Yeah, I mean, sometimes they don't even nominate yeah. the ten. I don't. That's know. so fucking stupid. Yeah, you have ten, nominate ten. I mean, realistically, stupid. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, the Tarantino movie's probably better, but the Academy doesn't like Tarantino, so. No, he should win this year so yeah. far, I think. But uh, yeah, that's all I watched. And uh, I recommend everything. Uh, I think everything on here is better than Transformers. So I, I recommend all the things that I talked about because I have great taste. Hey, guys, <laughs> by the time this episode fucking comes out, Disney Plus will be live. Yep. So we'll have seen The Mandalorian. That's yes. correct. <laughs> that's next week. Disney Plus review? Yep. Or like, sure. Whatever I'm, we want to do. I'm excited for that. Doesn't Ford vs. Ferrari come out next week also? Oh, shit. Because I want to watch that. I do, too. So We could do Disney Plus and what we're watching, then and do Ford vs. Ferrari. For sure. Yeah. We'll do a short review of Ford vs. Ferrari and then a lot of Disney Plus shit. We know? can't do a short fucking anything. <laughs> Ain't Fuck that you, truth? Joseph. Uh, well, that's it for this week, then. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Please rate and like and subscribe and tell your friends about the podcast. Uh, if there are other war movies that we missed, which I know that there were, but your favorite Mare ones, at least, at least within the genre. Let's stick to American movies, because, you know. Veterans Day. Yeah. Yeah. Please reach us at uh, realphoniesgmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at realphonies and on Instagram at real underscore phonies. I did want to mention, I almost forgot the fan interaction we got this past week. We did get a comment back from uh, Susanna, a loyal listener of the show. Thanks for writing in. You did the pumpkin for us? Yes, beautiful. On our our movie songs, songs written for movies episode, she brought up Shallow from A Star Is Born. Great song, doesn't count. What do you mean it doesn't count? <laughs> we, that was one of the criteria at the very beginning. It's not. It, it can't be just like a, a movie about musicians. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. But that's not a musical. It's not a musical. I just think it's. it's that's, uh, I think that's. I right. mean, it hurts. Whatever that's movie we in the wheelhouse of what you guys were talking about. The one that you and I hadn't seen that hurt freaked out about. Star is born the same thing as that. movie. It is the same thing. And she, she said she's seen that movie. Has she? Yeah, I for, what wasn't it here? She she told me to tell her to forget the name of that movie. But yeah, she's like, I've seen that one. I was yeah. like, I haven't. Yeah. But, we'll yeah, no, I think Star is Born. The only problem we'll I have with Star is Born is every time I go in Barnes & Noble, that song plays. In the shallow, I, I, shallow. I mean, I, I listen to that song more than any other song probably shallow, last year. Shallow, like, <laughs> shallow, <laughs> <laughs> His best Eddie Vedder impression. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, no <yes>. doubt. <laughs> that hardcore inspiration. <laughs> absolutely. And uh, I got an episode recommendation for a future one that I think is a good idea. Is, uh, Regina sent in uh, cult classic movies, which is a tough category because I think... As soon as you get into cult classics, it's how cult do you get? Yeah. But, uh, you know, that is... Like a, Goonies? What? Is it Goonies a cult? No. Goonies is a cult. That's a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> if, 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 it's a classic that people love. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge yeah. another day. Gremlins? Uh, but, but uh, thank Every, you. <laughs> Christopher Columbus. All of his yeah. movies. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys for the suggestions. And again, you know, all, all the things we just mentioned, if, you, if you'd love to give us more suggestions, we'd like to hear it. Uh, but I think that's it for this week. Uh, thanks to Zach Evans for art and Brian Velasquez for our theme. And we'll see you guys the next week. Later. Later.